Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. And so how are you blessed? What ways can you be a blessing? What ways should you be a blessing? Well, the first way is this, it's with your time. The most valuable resource that you have, it's not your money, it's not whatever you've got in your safe at home. The most valuable resource that any of us have is our time. Because once you use it, you don't get to reuse it. Once you lose it, you can never gain it back. It's gone. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Every sermon you listen to on this broadcast is recorded live at Valley View Christian Church. Our mission as a church is to help families follow Jesus. We accomplish this mission through a strategy of belong, become, and bless. In today's message, we are going to focus on one of these strategies to help you better understand what the Bible has to say about us belonging to a community of faith, becoming more like Jesus, and being a blessing to the world. If our mission to help families follow Jesus resonates with you, or our strategy to belong, become, and bless is one that you would like to be a part of, then we want to invite you to a service at Valley View Christian Church this Sunday at 9 or 10.30 a.m. Now please enjoy this message from Pastor Philip. We are continuing in a sermon series entitled The Big Three, and the idea of the big three comes from hiking. Uh, if you're a big hiker, any big hikers? Yeah, oh man, that's it. I mean, y'all are proud. That's awesome. Um, so you understand the big three is generally items that are needed. It's your shelter, it's your sleeping unit, it's your backpack, the heaviest items that you'll carry, carry with you. And you're generally going overnight and, and it's those items that are gonna help you get from where you are to where you're going, where it is the destination that you have set out in front of you. And so for us as a church, that is our, our big three, is our strategy. We have a mission to help families follow Jesus and the strategy falls right below that and the, the strategy is to become, belong, and to bless. And over the last few weeks, we've talked about becoming, we've talked about belonging, and today we're going to talk about blessing and how it is that God wants you to be a blessing. And as we execute on these big three, we are seeing more and more and more of that vision of ours come into a reality. And so we're grateful that you're a part of that. Now, another question for you all is how many of you have been to the Dead Sea? Before. How many of you have been to the Dead Sea? Not many of you in here? Well, the Dead Sea is a place that you got to get to at some point over in the Holy Land, the Promised Land. It's a very unique sea. It's 1,300 feet below sea level, and it's one of those places that if you ever go to it, you can actually float in the water because there is such a high salt content that is found there. What's interesting about this is that this sea has the highest level of salt content of anybody of water in the entire world. And it's so low below the sea level that you actually get two more atmospheric levels down on the beach there. And it's almost impossible to get a sunburn whenever you're at the Dead Sea because you have the, the uh, atmospheric level of, of evaporation, then there's another level of ozone, and then you get all the other stuff that we have available to us from there. But it's just a unique place and the reason it has such a high salt content that you can go into and then you get all kinds of mud and grime and different things on you once you swim in it is because it has a variety of different inlets, but it doesn't have any outlets. So everything just goes into the Dead Sea and it just sits there 
all the mud, all the mire, all the salt that's around that particular part of the country, of the, of the world, just continues to get pushed into it, but it can never get out. And that's another reason why there's no animal life in the Dead Sea, there's no plant life in the Dead Sea, other than a few microscopic microbes, there's nothing else there that can survive just because of the conditions of it. And while it is a very, very beautiful place, it's a place that where, again, there just isn't a lot of life. And as we consider this idea of being a blessing, I think that this is a great metaphor for many people who consider themselves Christians. You probably have a variety of different inlets into your life. You're at church, and so you're getting poured into here at church. You listen to, maybe listen to the radio. Uh, You listen to sermons online. Maybe even listen to our radio broadcasts from time to time, and you get an inlet into your life there. Maybe you go online, maybe, and you watch something online, you get an inlet of God's teaching into your life. Maybe you listen to worship music online, and so you're getting all of these different positive inlets into your life, but you don't have that overflow into others' lives. In other words, you are blessed in so many different ways, but it's really not a blessing until you're willing to bless someone else. That's what the Apostle Paul wrote to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, that God is able to make every blessing of yours overflow for you. So that in every situation, you will always have all that you need for any good work. So the blessing is meant to overflow, but one of the biggest hindrances to us being a blessing to others is we don't feel like we will have all that we need. Like, what if we run out of something? What if we don't have enough of something? Maybe it's health, maybe it's time, maybe it's money, whatever it is. Maybe maybe we will say to ourselves, what if I don't have enough? And so we hold on to it because we might run out. But what God has promised us to do is he will let the blessings overflow out of our lives into other lives if we will allow that to happen. Now, now maybe you're saying, Phil, I don't know if I have a lot of blessing to give. I don't know how I am. I don't even know how I am blessed. I don't know what ways God does bless me. Well, that's what we're going to talk about over these next few moments. That there are five ways that God has blessed every single person in here who believes in Jesus. You've been blessed five different ways. And the reason that you were blessed is to be a blessing. And if you aren't careful, you'll become like that Dead Sea and you'll miss out on the life that you can have in Jesus Christ if you aren't allowing that blessing to have an outlet out of your life. We're meant to be conduits. We're not meant to be cul-de-sacs, as one person has said. And so how are you blessed? What ways can you be a blessing? What ways should you be a blessing? Well, the first way is this. It's with your time. The most valuable resource that you have, it's not your money, it's not whatever you've got in your safe at home, it's not, I don't know, it's not oil, it's not water. The most valuable resource that any of us have is our time. Because once you use it, you don't get to reuse it. Once you lose it, you can never gain it back. It's gone. If I were to throw a dot, uh, a dot system up on our screen of all the weeks of your life, There's a lot of your time that's already gone and you'll never get it back. And so how are you gonna make the most of the time that you've got? God has given you time on on this earth. How are you blessing others with that time or are you just living for yourself? The Bible says it this way in Psalm 90, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, recognizing that your time is finite is one of the great keys to living a very wise 
life. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you wanna know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com for more information. Now let's get back to our program. I was reading a story just recently of a woman named Ruby and another woman named Laura Edwards. They're medical professionals. They spent decades in Cameroon serving others there. Their whole purpose and their whole hope was to go to Cameroon and to minister in the name of Jesus Christ to the poor and the needy who were there. And over the course of that ministry, they were able to bless many people there with just their medical experience and their talent and their knowledge. And they were able to nurse many people back to health and even lead several people to a faith in Jesus. Now, tragically, both of them, through an accident, lost their lives in their early 80s after, again, having served Cameroon for several decades. They were both single, never married, never had children, didn't accumulate a vast sum of wealth, didn't even really own anything when they passed away, at least anything that we would consider a value. But is that a tragedy? Now let me compare that to this. I read of another family, it was in Reader's Digest, husband, wife, Husband's 59, wife 51, worked hard, did well, climbed the ladder at their company, was able to put away enough money to retire at those ages. Moved down to Florida, bought a home. As Reader's Digest was sharing this story with, with obviously its audience, they were asked, this couple was asked, what do you hope to do now that you're retired at such a young age and with so much good health? And they said three things, play softball, walk the beach and pick up seashells, and enjoy time by a pool. Now, which one is the real tragedy? What I would want to present to you from a biblical standpoint is this, is that the tragedy is in the one who just wants to live for themselves. And those ladies who passed away in, in the Cameroon Islands. The ladies were in Cameroon. Man, the celebration that they must have received in heaven is beyond our wildest imaginations. They used their time on this earth to make the biggest impact on this earth that they possibly could. And that other couple? Well, I would say they're kind of a dead sea. They're just going to live for their lives, live for themselves, and make the most out of picking up seashells. 
About every year or so, I'll go back and I'll read this poem I came across. It's called God's, it's called God's Scorecard. It says this, I counted dollars while God counted crosses. I counted gains while he counted losses. I counted my worth and my things gained in store, and he sized me up by the scars that I bore. I counted honors and sought degrees. He counted the hours I spent on my knees. I never knew till one day by the grave how vain are the things we spend our lives trying to save. Jesus said it this way to us in Luke 16. Use your worldly resources. We'll talk about some of those, but basically what we're saying now is your time to benefit others and make friends. And then when your earthly possessions are gone, they, who are they? Well, for those two women that tragically lost their lives in the Cam- at Cameroon, the they was all of the people that they led to Jesus Christ, to a faith in Jesus Christ. It was all of the people who they blessed through their experience and through their talents and the truth that they shared with them that ultimately came to believe in that truth. And as they shared it with them, they had gone on before and they are welcoming them into an eternal home because they used all the resources given to them not to pick up seashells, not even to play some other hobby sport that they might have, but their entire focus was on using those resources to benefit others in the name of Jesus. You want to be a blessing? Start with your time. It's the greatest resource you've got. The second way that God has blessed you that you can be a blessing to others, and this might sound a little odd, but is your testimony. You might not even know what a testimony is. You may not even have a testimony, or maybe you have one, but you don't even know uh, exactly how to put it together. A testimony is essentially how Jesus has changed your life. And one of the things that we often miss is how powerful that testimony is. How powerful it is. Because we think that when we talk to other people, maybe they don't believe what we believe, if you believe at all. That we have to have all the answers. That we gotta understand how, a, how there can be a personal God given the vastness of the universe and God is greater than the universe. How we can resolve the emotional hurt that somebody's experiencing from the lost life of a loved one. How, how we can explain to them how some Christians are, per, are, are, live, are walking the walk and others aren't. And there's so much hypocrisy all over. How do we make sense of all of that? You don't have to have a perfect answer to all of those particular questions. But you do need to have an answer for why you have the hope that you have and why it is that Jesus has changed your life. Revelation chapter 12 says this of the martyrs that are there. It says they triumphed over him being Satan by the blood of the lamb and nobody would disagree with that and by the word of their testimony. Nobody can disagree with that. In John chapter nine, there's an interesting story about a man who was blind at birth. The disciples and Jesus come across the man and they thought, as most people thought in that day, that that must have been attached to some kind of sin in the family. And so they said to Jesus, Jesus, how is it that this man is blind? Is it because of his sin or his parents' sin? And Jesus said, neither. He experienced this so that God can get get glory from the situation. Super confusing for the disciples. They didn't fully understand it. Jesus goes to the man. He heals him of his blindness. Unfortunately, it was on the Sabbath. 
So the religious leaders caught wind of this. They go to this man who had been cured of his blindness. Incredible story. They go to him and they want to know who Jesus is. They want to know how this miracle happened. And the man, through the course of their interrogation, doesn't have any good answers to their very challenging and difficult questions. Whatever those questions are that you face, you can fill them into the text. Whether it's why bad things happen to good people, good things happen to bad people, why is the universe so great but God is still so personal. Whatever, whatever that question is that you struggle with, you can place it right there. And here's the answer that this man had. Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. In other words, I don't have a theological answer to these questions you're asking me. But the one thing that I do know is I once was blind, but now I see. Here's how that might work for you when you're talking to somebody. You might say, I, I, don't, know, I don't know a perfect answer to the question that you have. But I do know that I once struggled with anxiety and because of Jesus, I now have more peace than I ever had before. I once struggled with constant anger. I'd have these outbursts. I'd explode on my children. I'd explode on my spouse, coworkers. But because of Jesus, I now have joy, a joy that I've never experienced before in my entire life. I once struggled with fear, always worried about the future, what was right around the corner. But now I have faith. I once struggled with doubts, but now I have confidence. I once struggled with temptation, but now I have self-control. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designate a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry. And as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 10.30 a.m. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. And what is that story for you? That is one of the most powerful things that you can give to somebody else. And no one can ever, ever argue with it. And that's how Satan was overcome, by the blood of the lamb and by the power of their testimony. First Peter says this, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. And so the second way you can bless others is with your testimony. The third way that you can bless others, just letting it go, is with your talent. That you have God-given talents, and then you have skills that you have developed through the course of time. First Peter says this, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. That each one of us has received a gift, and we need to use it to serve others. Many years ago, there was something known as the Pony Express. 
150 years ago, it ceased to exist just because the telegraph had finally been invented. But it was a pathway from St. Joseph, Missouri to Sacramento, California. And the riders on this particular uh, path, as they would transport mail, would travel 100 miles at a time. And through the course of that, they would switch over every 20 miles or so to a different horse. And not only was it hard, but it was also dangerous because of the natives that were in the land over the course of that path. I came across a job description for a Pony Express rider from the San Francisco Chronicle that was rented, that was, um, that was taken out as the Express was in place. This is what it says. Wanted, young, skinny, wiry fellows, not over 18, must be expert riders willing to risk death daily, orphans preferred. (laughs) But they had a certain skill set. They had a certain gift, you might say, to do something that others could not do. And what was so interesting about the Pony Express is that they were never short on riders. There was always an abundance of them. Because even though there was danger, even though there was discomfort, there was also adventure. They were being invited into something that was greater than themselves. And that's what God is wanting to do with your talents and your gifts and your skills, is he's wanting to invite you into something that's greater than yourself. It's like Dave's testimony that we heard about earlier. Drummers in Denver are an endangered species. You have no idea how difficult it is to get a drummer in this city. And he's a part of our church. And he's using those gifts and those skills and those abilities to meet a need, to provide, to meet a need, to provide a quality experience as it relates to that. And we all have that. And it's all, often it's in small ways that we can be a blessing to others. But sometimes we feel inadequate. Sometimes we don't feel like we can do it. Sometimes we don't feel like we have the gift. We don't feel like we have the talent or the skills. Maybe a job description for an opportunity to serve in this church or just to serve in ministry for the Lord might read like this. Feeling nervous, inadequate, intimidated, overcommitted, but saved by grace, empowered by the Holy Spirit, loved by your heavenly Father, and grateful for all that Jesus has done for you, then this service opportunity is probably perfect for you. There are opportunities that abound all over for you to take advantage of, for you to jump in and grab a hold of. And maybe it's with the ministry we heard about earlier. Maybe it's in this church, but there are opportunities all over the place. One in particular that I want to point out is within our cafe. It's actually right before this service. There's a need there to get some volunteers plugged in. And maybe you have a gift of hospitality. It's, not, it's easy, the skills are easy to learn, but maybe you have that gift of hospitality to love other people. And it's really about a 30-minute thing. You come in, you serve people between the service, then you can go to this service or you go to the other service and, and hang around afterwards and take care of that. But there's an opportunity there as there's opportunities all over to help, to serve, to plug in. Now, there is some distinguishment that needs to be made between natural gifts and spiritual gifts. I'm gonna do it for you right here. Natural talents. The source is from God through your parents. Spiritual gifts, the source is from God independent of your parents. Natural talents, they're possessed from birth. Spiritual gifts, they're possessed probably from conversion. Natural talents, the purpose is to benefit mankind on the natural level. Spiritual gifts, they benefit mankind on the spiritual level. Natural talents is a process that must be recognized, developed, exercised. Spiritual gifts is exactly the same. 
Natural talents, the function, ought to be dedicated by believers to the Lord. Spiritual gifts ought to be used for God's glory to God for his use and glory. I, before I became a Christian, I had always planned on teaching. And so there was always an aspect of an element of my life that I would teach, I would speak in some way, in some form. It was always a desire that was on my heart. But then I became a Christian and things changed. And one of the ways I would say that it specifically changed was now I could look at the Bible and for, and somehow, some way, through the Holy Spirit, I would say, I was able to read text, read the scripture in a way that things would come out to me that I could only relate to God because it wasn't there before. When I tried to read the Bible before I was a Christian, that was the quickest way for me to fall asleep. I didn't need anything else. I would just read the Bible and I was like... And then afterwards, though, I started reading it and drawing out of the text to give to you. You know what I think when I walk up here? I walk up here and I say, all right, how can I serve these people? How can I help? I'm not coming up here to get attention. I'm not coming up here to get notoriety. I'm coming up here because I just want to serve you. I want to help you through the exposition of some text of scripture. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, how can I help? How can I serve? And there's an element of natural talent and spiritual gift that is there. J.I. Packer said it this way, the most significant gifts in the church's life in every era are ordinary. To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.